Hello, and thank you for clicking, and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. Hi, I'm Jim Dudley. Jim, we are right now in the middle of summer vacation season. Summertime reading is a topic of great importance to me. Considering the fact that I make my living with words, one might imagine that I'm a big fan of them. Uh, I do a lot of reading, and I'm going um, to ask you if you would um, let me know some of the nonfiction titles that you would recommend to officers listening to this podcast. And I'll start with a couple of these uh, nonfiction works uh, that I really enjoy. Uh, the first that's on the top, I'm randomly cho- chosen from my bookcase. Uh, first on top of the list is um, by Karen Solomon, um, Hearts Beneath the Badge. And it is a wonderful collection of stories, um, some of triumph, some of tragedy, um, of law enforcement officers. Um, it's just an inspiring collection of, of, of um, short stories. Um, in fact, I wrote the forward to this one. Um, and Karen's a fantastic woman who's done a lot of great things for uh, police. Uh, she's the wife of an officer, I believe, in Massachusetts. Um, John Vanek, who's a Police One columnist, um, wrote The Essential Abolitionist, What You Need to Know About Human Trafficking and Modern Slavery. And this is a textbook that I believe should be in, in every academy. This is a, it's a, it's a treatise on all of the things that agencies um, can look for to interdict, intervene, um, and stop human trafficking in their jurisdiction. Um, it's, and it's also just a good, quick read. Uh, let's see. I'll go with um, a brand new book out this summer um, by Heather McDonald. Uh, in fact, I reviewed this on the website. If you want to look up Heather McDonald, Doug Wiley, and The War on Cops, How the New Attack on Law and Order Makes Everyone Less Safe. Um, densely packed with um, really data, um, a lot of research she conducted, and she uh, she shows how you know this this um, vehement anti-cop sentiment is um, increasing crime, uh, is causing people to um, citizens and officers alike uh, to be uh, endangered more. Oh, I, I love Heather McDonald, and I don't know if she's coined the phrase uh, the Ferguson effect, but she's very articulate when she talks about it and how uh, we're looking at really high rising crime rates across the major cities. And, and you'll see the, the advocates of, of harm reduction uh, policy making and, and getting police to pull back. And, and they will say that uh, across the board, the numbers aren't high. But if you look at the, the big cities, LA, Chicago, I mean, Chicago's yeah, homicide mess. rate is horrific right now. New York, San Francisco, you, I think you really do see the Ferguson effect and, and police um, being hesitant to be uh, self-initiating and, and getting out ahead of activity. Yeah, and her book really does a great job of explaining I a lot of that. I can't wait to read it. Um, tell me, so what are some of the nonfiction titles that officers might want to be thinking? Or fiction titles, I'm sorry. What fiction, are the, what are the, yeah, fiction. I'm all about fiction. So, I mean, in 32 years of police work, I really did like to... Um, sit back uh, off duty and read some pulp fiction, you know, some really good uh, sort of blood and gut stuff. And of course, you have to take that sort of leap away from reality. And uh, originally, I started with the um, Tony Hillerman novels of the Great Southwest and Jim Chi and Lieutenant Leaphorn out in the Arizona um, sort of four corners of the Southwest. I really enjoyed his books. But um, he's no longer with us, so you can get a, a lot of his older books. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say number two on my list is probably Michael Connolly. The Harry Bosch novels, I think, 
or again, they're they're fantasy, and you know sometimes I'm yelling at the podcast or yelling into the book, saying, "Come on, nobody does that." Um, Lee Child, another one that uh, the my fellow uh, my peers at San Francisco State uh, chide me about reading Lee Child, uh, but I think his books are just they're fun. Uh, this is summer reading fair, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, Robert Galbraith otherwise known as J.K. Rowling. I think she writes great uh, mysteries. Um, the Cormoran Strike detective novels. I think she's got three out now. Um, I've enjoyed the first two, Cuckoo's Calling and uh, Silkworm. And then uh, Tom Clancy, when he gets into the Rainbow Six. Oh, and, Rainbow Six is great. Uh, uh, Without Remorse is one of my all-time favorite books, and that is the... Uh, the beginning of uh, Mr. Clark, the mm-hmm. uh, yep. the the agent who works for ends up working for the president. Um, those are all great, fun, fun books to read. Yeah, and you know, if you're going to choose a Lee, ti- uh, Lee Child title, um, do never go back because you'll have read it by the time the movie comes out in October, I think. So that's just one other thing to think cool. about. Some of the um, some of the other titles that I um, I've read and I've gotten a lot out of. Um, in terms of training or Im- improving one part of my, my capability or another. Dick Fairburn, another Police One columnist. I guess I'm plugging a lot of Police One people here. Building a Better Gunfighter. It's a tremendous, it's a, it's a very academic um, and at times a little bit um, you kind of thing where you have to read some paragraphs twice to make sure you got it. Um, but it, it really, and once you put the fundamentals in place of mindset, mechanics, and marksmanship, as how he explains it, um, you really do become a little bit better of a shooter, um, and you certainly have a better, certainly a better grasp of what it takes to be a good shooter. Um, the practice is the part that really, after you've read the book, you really got to do the work. One of your perhaps former colleagues, I don't know if you know Adam Plantangia, mm-hmm. you know, um, San Francisco, uh, San Francisco police officer wrote 400 things cops know street smart lessons from a veteran patrolman. Um, it's I found this one to be really entertaining. It's yeah. got some very, very funny bits in there. Right. Um, there's some very dark bits. You know, obviously, there's some there's some stuff that he and you and all of the other cops out there have experienced that ordinary citizens would shrink at, pale, uh, go white in the face, and perhaps pass out. Um, but a really entertaining uh, book. By very your entertaining. Colleague. Adam's a really good guy. Um, let's see. What else I'll tell you about Kevin Davis, Use of Force invest- Investigations. Um a manual for law enforcement. This one should be on the desk of whoever has to investigate use of force cases. Any internal affairs person, any anyone. Um, really good explanation of the the thing the the boxes you have to check. Um, and Kevin's also a really great guy. I've become friends with him um, through our, our uh, meeting up at Ilita and other other events. So love to see him uh, sell one or two more of his books. What else do you have for the uh, the fiction reader? Uh, fiction, you know, I'm going to stop there. I was going to talk about James Patterson, but I'm, I'm actually <laughs> kind of mixed about some of his books. Um, I do want to mention uh, The Valley of the Shadow of Death, written by colleagues of mine, uh, Alex Gerald and Jeff Snipes, with Kermit Alexander, former old-time great 49er. Uh, and, and it's really a story that almost reads like fiction, but unfortunately... Everything happened, and uh, Kermit Alexander, great ball player, great person. Uh, his family was destroyed by a South Central Crip gang member in L.A. who, who happened to 
kill the wrong family that happened to be Alexander's mm. family. Um, I, I see Kermit from time to time. I saw him at a, a golf tournament recently, and he and his wife are big proponents of, of keeping alive, if you will, the death penalty. It's coming mm-hmm. up on the ballot uh, this year in California. So um, I think it's a, it's a really great read. It's a story that you will, it's a quick read. You'll be immersed in it. And it's a, a story of um, real tragic circumstances and then some redemption and, and hope at the end. Yeah. It's sometimes really hard to read nonfiction that reads like fiction. I, I think of The Gift of Fear, Gavin De Becker. That's such a fast read. All of those events are true, but it's almost like you're reading a series of short stories that were completely in, made, made up out of whole cloth. Mm-hmm. The, the, but the sad truth of the matter is, and what you, I think do, after you internalize, what you've, read, you've read it like it's a novel or you've read it like it's short stories, so you've internalized it a little bit differently, maybe on a more deep, deeper level. Right. Um, and so I'm going to look forward to reading uh, Kermit Alexander's book. That's a good tip. Thank you for Great. that. Um, I just got a couple more, and we'll end with two or three nonfiction pieces. Um, a couple of years ago, Dan Mark, who Police One columnist, approached me and said, I'd like to write a, a, a history piece. I'd like to write something about law enforcement history. And I said, I was a history major in college. I'd love to read something on you know, the history of the FBI or whatever your first topic is. Well, he's been writing successfully, and now a great many other columnists have been writing these police history pieces for us for about five years. And he took a bunch of his stuff um, for Police One and turned it into a book called Law Dogs, Great Cops in American History. He's actually out on a book tour now. The book just came out a few months ago. It's a great read. Again, a lot of short stories. Um, you could pick it up and put it down, pick it up and put it down. You don't have to commit to it, the, the entire cover to cover type of commitment. Um, and they're just really, they're entertaining stories of the old West and you know some of the police heroes that you know were, were basically lost to history until he started really looking into them. Um, I'll leave with one last one, and I think this is required reading for everyone in America, um, citizens and officers alike. It's called Left of Bang. It's by Patrick Van Horn and Jason A. Riley. I've read it three times. Um, it's also the kind of thing where you don't have to go cover to cover. You, you do get a lot of, out of it in, in bits, but I did the first two times read it cover to cover. It's a textbook on, um, like Gavin DeBecker, a textbook on how not to get killed or injured um, when you can... Be, when you could prevent an attack, imagine a lot timeline from left to right. In the timeline, there's a, um, a, a button or a, a dot in the middle. Everything to the left of the dot is left of bang. That's along the timeline. Something before Everything before something bad happens, bang happens. Everything right of bang, of course, is the response. What we're always trying to do then is push that dot down the timeline, constantly down the timeline, so bang doesn't happen. And it's it's based on their, it's a, 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 I think one former Marine and a journalist, I think was the team. Um, um, how the Marine Corps training um, allowed these um, hunter teams in Iraq uh, to be safer on their patrols. And it's watching for baselines and anomalies. And it's a lot of the things that officers are trained to do anyway. But this really kind of puts a, a um, it's, it cements it in your head. And it's a tremendous read. Um, whether or not you decide you want to read some uh, fiction and be entertained or you want to read some nonfiction and uh, work to uh, maybe enrich your, your, your skills and abilities, I do encourage you this summer, if you're out there, um, 
on vacation at the beach or you go to the lake or you have a cabin in the woods or whatever it is you do to um, to relax, uh, get some time away from from being on patrol, include a couple of books and uh, I think you'll you'll be richer for it.